Hi and welcome to the final whistle. This is Deepan and this is Kabir. Kabir, our guest today was supposed to be our first ever guest on the final whistle, <laughs> uh, but things didn't work out that way. But yep. we finally got him. Uh, yeah. Are you excited to speak to him? Yeah, man. Like you said, we've been trying to get him on for so long, but the timing just just didn't happen. And but today is perfect for him to come. And I've been thoroughly un- entertained by the young lions this season, and there's no denying that he's a huge part as to why. And I can't wait to pick his brilliant football brain. Yeah, for sure. Uh, actually, a story to share is that um, when I was in secondary school, uh, I was playing for St. Andrews and I was, a, I was a central midfielder who didn't have much of technical ability, but my job was just to close down uh, the opposition mm. midfield. You were Fred, right? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> of all players, <laughs> compare me to Fred. But anyway, let's uh, moving on from that. Uh, and then we faced uh, Whitley uh, in, in the B division at that time. And... You know, I think the our guest today, you could clearly see his imprint on that team now looking mm. back. Uh, because that was also, even though at secondary school level, they were a team that uh, wanted to play football. Uh, not someone who were going to uh, loft it up into the box and then play from there. This was a team that was drilled to play football. Mm. Uh, and I think that speaks volumes of a coach, I feel. Uh, like you, I'm excited to speak to the coach as well today. Uh, happy to welcome current Young Lions head coach, Philip Al. Philip, how are you doing? I am good. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, great uh, to be here. Yeah, so I have to begin uh, with how you started football as a player. We know you as a coach now. Uh, I have no knowledge of you as a player, of course. Uh, but how did football begin for you? Was it an influence from family to pick up the sport, or was it a case of you watching TV and being inspired by that? Yeah. So I started playing at seven years old. Oh, okay. Um, watching back then the Malaysia Cup. I was mm. watching Sundram Hasnim Fandi on TV. And I used to stay in a house where I've got my own little few. And what happens is then I, I take the ball and I go out there. And, you know, being a kid, yeah, you just you just try and do what your heroes are doing. And, of course, we've got neighbours coming. And, yeah, we just we just play football. Um, that's that's basically it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without without any coaching, it was free play. Go, on, go down to the neighbourhood park and, and play with friends and neighbours. And that's basically it, yeah. That what inspired you to take the step into like uh, pursuing a, a career in football? Uh, actually, the the thing was, you know, when when I was in uh, primary school, I didn't play football mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. I played badminton and basketball. Yeah, um, you know, being young at that time, and then you go to a football football trials for the for the ECA back then we yeah. call it, and then you were taken aback because you don't have much friends there. Yeah, so I joined badminton because most of my friends were there. Yeah. Um, then I went on to secondary school, and it was again you know you you just play for play for the school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And back then, interesting story, I had a coach who was a teacher, and every single training he came with three items. Yeah, a football, a chair, and a newspaper. Okay. So he came, he threw the ball down to the field. Uh, the seniors will arrange the warm up and and just play. And then he sits down uh, on the chair and reads newspaper. So that that was my coach in secondary school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I went on into poly. That's when I, I think I got my first real coach, you know, in poly where a coach talks to you about tactics and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which poly do you go to? Uh, Nian Poly. Nian Poly. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I met um, Lim Sun Singh. Mm. Yeah, Bernard. And one fine day he just said, Hey, Philip, come join me at uh, Tiong Baru training because he was playing for Tiong Baru in the NFL Okay. Uh, before he made the step up to the S-League team. So I said, okay, let's go. And after the first training, uh, Coach Arasu was there. Mm-hmm. He he told me, he said, yeah, you know what? Uh, why don't you just join us for training and we will sign you next season to play in the NFL. Mm. Yeah. So before that, I was just I was just like okay I don't think I can make it as a as a footballer mm-hmm. because there's no opportunity to I've never been part of Milo never been part of any youth setup at all yeah so but that's that's where all it took off mm-hmm. but in terms of self assessment at that time even though yes uh, a coach has identified you and you know brought you along to to NFL and whatnot uh what did you think about your own abilities uh I think I was a pretty good player mm-hmm. yeah um. I was able to to manipulate the ball. I was able to dribble. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that came because as a young boy, nobody stopped me from doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that is very, very important that coaches today, if you're coaching young kids, please allow the kids to have freedom. Yeah, do not stop them from 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 being creative, from from being like their heroes. Uh, 
because the, the more you do it, the more natural it becomes. Yeah. So I went into poly and yeah, I was among the better players there. Mm-hmm. Um, just that, you know, didn't, didn't have the opportunity to. So you were I, midfielder, I assume? Yep, I was. I was, uh, I was playing right winger for okay. Niam Poly. You mm-hmm. mentioned that you didn't think about playing football professionally, but what were you supposed to be then? Like, you see, as, as a kid, I, yeah. you know, you look at your heroes play and, and you yeah. wanted to be a footballer. But throughout the years, you, you, you're not in the system, you, mm. you were not there and you felt, okay, maybe, maybe you should just study and, and just play football for fun. Yeah. So I was in uh, building and real estate management. Oh, okay. Uh, but actually, that, was, that wasn't a course that I wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. I actually applied for uh, business as well as uh, mass communication. Okay. Yeah. So in Ian, could have been colleagues uh, if you... Yeah, could have been, could have been. But they, they said, oh, you needed to come for an interview. Mm. You know, being young back then, it's like, no, la, let's not do it. Yeah. I could have been classmates with uh, Jimmy Yeo. Wow. Because we were, we were in the same same batch in uh, Niam Poly. You could have been a Glen Ong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Bro, no, didn't no. turn out <laughs> Come on. <laughs> could have, la. Could have turned out well. Yeah. <laughs> no, so in the sense of going to the NFL level, uh, did you find the level just right or was it tough? How was that like? Uh, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. And uh, what what I had in the NFL team uh, were some friends as well. Okay. You know, some friends from Niam Poly, uh, some outside social team friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it was more like, yeah, you know, playing together with friends, it was easy. Yeah, you had people to, to support you. Yeah, so again, yeah, while playing in the NFL, uh, it was okay. Yeah, I, I felt I coped with it. Okay. Yeah. So from the NFL, how did you then go on to, uh, what was the next step? Yeah, so in uh, 98, um, PN Sivaji, as well as Coach Arasu, went to Balestia Central. It was mm-hmm. known as Balestia Central then, yeah. And that's when they they brought me along mm-hmm. and they signed me in the Prime League because I was still a student then. Um, signed me in the Prime League but trained with the S-League team. Okay. Yeah. So during preseason, I was performing well. And what happened before the start of the season was they promoted me. They swapped me to the S-League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, swapped another player down to the Prime League. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got my break Yeah, in 1998. So when you were, of course, playing in, in the league at that time, uh, was the level then uh, really high? How Describe to us the early days of the S-League. Uh, yeah, I was... In my first season, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, being a young boy, I had Marco, Coach Marco, was my senior. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. So back then, we had Marco and Pollock Goran. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, the demands from them of a young player was also really, really high then. I can still always remember Marco shouting at me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it was a it was steep learning curve. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I managed to to cope with it. And you, of course, played uh, in the S-League for four seasons, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, so at the end of 98, I was due for national service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, national service was either army or police, right? So I knew that most likely I'll get army. And that's when I spoke to Home United and Home United said, um, yeah, we would like to like to have you in the team. However, but if you're at national service is army, we, we can't take you. And then we came to a solution to say that, hey, actually... You, you can sign on to be a policeman. Mm, okay. And that's what I did, you know, sign on to be a policeman so that I could represent for Home United. But did you have any interest in becoming a, a police officer at the time or was it just because, uh, okay, this is an opportunity where I can use to play for Home United? Was that just the case? Yeah. So what? so I, I do I do everything for football. Mm. Yeah. I even stayed, stayed back extra six months in uh, Niam Poly. I purposely failed one subject so that I could complete the whole... 1998 season with Balestia Central. Wow. You purposely yeah. purposely failed. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't attend for your exam or you just I I attended. But before that I already told my I told my lecturer that I'm gonna fail your paper. I chose the best lecturer, the the nicest one. Mm-hmm. And I went to him and said, This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Just uh, so you could play extra season. Yeah, because because in nineteen ninety eight, after playing half a year, uh you you go into a national service. Yeah. No nobody's gonna know you and and then it's gonna be difficult, right? To yep. to continue playing. Mm-hmm. And so I felt I needed one full season. Yeah. To prove myself, to prove to people that hey, actually there's there's this boy coming into national service and we should take him. Yeah. So of course, you know, my my mom was 
was saying, uh, you're crazy. What, what are you trying to do? You know, mm. I said, nah, this is what I intend to do. And uh, so with her blessings and as well as uh, the lecturer, the lecturer said, well, okay, if you know what you're doing, then, then no problem. So I failed the paper. You know, in poly, you have to attend the sub paper, right? Yeah. And I didn't go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so the lecturer said, hey, come and attend the sub paper. I said, no, no, I'm not coming because I, I'm worried that, you know, there's a possibility that you may pass me. <laughs> you may, you may, based on, based on my attendance, based on my good results before, you said uh, he deserves to pass rather than stay back six months. So yeah. I didn't go for it. Wow. And yeah, so I stayed extra six months, had one subject and uh, trained full-time with Balestia. And uh, yeah. So when, when you were playing in the S-League at that time, uh, who were some of the, the players or, or I would say defenders, right? Because you're a winger who you really admired, who you found it tough to come up against at that point of time? Well, I think the top defenders were were my teammates then, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah. Idi Iskandar, Rasasikuma, S. Subramani. Mm. We've got A. Sivakuma as well. Yeah, yeah. All, all these defenders, in training, it was tough to get past them. But uh, yeah, luckily they were they were they were my team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in terms of direct opponent, um, left fullback, um, not really actually. No standouts lah. Yeah. Okay. If you were to ask me a standout player that I played against mm-hmm. was the in a preseason trip for Home United, we were playing some Thai team, mm-hmm. and we had Dusit. Oh, Asian player of the year mm-hmm. playing on the other side he was he was I think going to retire in one or two years Okay, and I was playing as a right winger so you know you, you thought you were good you were fast you were skillful and until I met him this is the, up, the, the the coach who was at BG is it the same Dusit yeah ah, okay. that's right yeah so after that game I told my my teammates I said you know what I feel like giving up football <laughs> yeah because the whole game you just can't go past him mm-hmm. you know he's old but He's so experienced. He can read the situation well. He knows what to do when he has the ball. You can't win it off him. Mm. So after that game, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, this guy is really another level, you know. That's why he's Asian player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So so you played four seasons in the S-League, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what led to you eventually hanging up your boots? Uh, so during the successful years of Home United, uh, 99 to 2002, uh, we had Robert Alberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who's still coaching in uh, Indonesia yes mm. Persib Bandung now yep, yep. Uh, at the end of 01 he left yeah and we had another coach uh, Jason Wiff Jason Wiff yeah, yeah. Peter Wiff's son yep. yeah um, so he came on board and uh, things didn't work out for me mm-hmm. and another few national servicemen mm-hmm. uh, or should I say police regulars okay uh, so yeah so I had to go back to uh, serve the police force um, as I exited Home United, I had offers from other clubs, mm-hmm. uh, and then, but because I was a police regular, I couldn't. Right? Yeah. They said, uh, "You, you, you have, you have the police job. You have to play for the Police Sports Association. Mm. Yeah, you can't go out there and play for another SD club." Yeah. So I went back down and played for Police SA in the NFL, mm-hmm. and uh, to be honest, it was a great experience. Okay. Yeah, it was? it was a great experience. Mm. Um, I went to Barcelona. Wow. Yeah, represented Singapore police force mm. in uh, World Police and Fire Games. It was like an Olympics. Mm. All the sports there, you know, the whole world converged into Barcelona. Opening ceremony. Yeah. So so it was a great feeling. Two years later, we went to Quebec. Yeah. Mm. And again for the same tournament. Yeah. So actually it was, it was quite good. Yeah. Playing in the NFL. Um, we were training every day back then. Even for an NFL team, we were training every day. Wow. So work was like, okay, you work till like 3.30 or 4. Mm-hmm. And then you report to the old police academy. I, I assume when you say work, uh, it's at a police post. Yeah. So okay. I was uh, I was a policeman then, uh-huh. a patrol officer uh-huh. in my first year. Yeah. Um, in my second and third year, I was a task force officer. Okay. So I was in plain clothes, mm-hmm. dealing with juvenile crime, mm. uh, street corner gangs. Yeah, and in my last year, I was an assistant ops officer, where we plan manpower, we plan ops. Yeah, mm. yeah. But but you enjoyed your job, I assume. Yeah, so I had I had uh, a commanding officer who was really supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of of my uh, football activities for police essay. Um, again, until uh, he left, 
and came another commanding officer who was totally opposite, <laughs> yeah, who didn't support my football activities. Uh, and that's when, yeah, that's when I decided uh, it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's move on now to you hanging up your boots uh, and then taking up your coaching badges. Uh, were you already planning to take up your coaching badges when you were a player? Or who inspired you? Who pushed you to take up these coaching badges and why? Uh, so, yeah, when I was a police, I was in police force. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was a police SA player. Um, at the end of the year, right, we organized a camp, a police kids camp for for all the police officers, uh, kids to come, you know, um, one whole week based in old police academy, morning come, evening go home. Mm-hmm. So I was really helping out there, doing coaching and things like this. Yeah, uh, my coach was uh, Coach Maniam Chetty. So he he brought me to to do coaching for the kids. And I enjoyed it very well, uh, very, very much. Um, so my first C license was actually sponsored by okay. police, uh, the Singapore Police Force. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I got my first formal coaching certificate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's where it all started. So your first coaching experience uh, at a meaningful level, I would say, was with uh, the Home United youth teams. Was that correct? Uh, as in full-time? Yep, full-time. Yeah, so full-time was, yes, when I resigned from the police force in mm-hmm. uh, on the 2nd of January, 2007. Well, you still remember the date? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that, that, that moment I will never forget mm-hmm. because it's the first day back at work, right? Yeah. Because 1st of January was a, was a New Year's mm-hmm. Day, so you get off. Yeah. And so you quit uh, the police force to go into coaching full time. Uh, I quit on that day. Um, I could have gone back to playing mm-hmm. or coaching. Yeah. So on the day I tendered my resignation letter, I've got a call from uh, Coach Bernard. You know Bernard Lan from Home United. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he called me and said, "Hey Philip, uh, do you want to coach? Do you want to come to Home United and be a COE coach, which was you know the youth coach." Uh, but his first question to me was, hey, Philip, uh, you resigned. I'm like, how do you know? He said, no, I don't know. I'm just asking if you have resigned. I said, yeah, yeah, I just resigned this morning. Wow. <laughs> and then he's like, so how are you interested? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very interested. Okay, come come to the office tomorrow. Talk to the general manager. I said, okay, I'm coming. And that's that was it. So know? opportunistic, like in a sense of the timing, uh, being perfect. Yeah, everything just fell in place. So at that time, you weren't coaching schools, like, or, or was schools no. already a thing? No, no, I wasn't. So yeah. this Home United gig was going to be your first full-time coaching role? Yes, that's right. Okay, so were you at all nervous in a sense of you're leaving a, a full-time job with the police, um, whatever the reasons were for, for why you resigned, and then now to go into something that is going to be completely new for you, you're not sure... Uh, if you'll be able to make a career in this. Because it's easy to take up your coaching badges, easy to say, I want to be a coach, but to actually make a full-time career out of it is not easy, especially in Singapore. Uh, did you have to speak to your family? Did you have to speak to your girlfriend or wife at the time? How was that decision made? Yeah, at the time, uh, yeah, I uh, was married already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, you know, she she knew that she knew that football was was my life. Yeah, family knew it as well. Mm-hmm. And for me, my passion is football. So I didn't think twice about, you know, oh, is this going to be a stable career? Mm-hmm. Am I going to struggle? Am I going to have money on the table and things like that? Yeah, I just didn't. I, I just went for it. So we know that uh, you did take up coaching roles with schools uh, in, in secondary school level uh, and JC levels, I believe. Yep. Uh, was that more in sense of like to supplement your income or you just also wanted to uh, put the stamp uh, in the school level as well? So, so what was happening uh, when you were home United, at Home United? Home United had a tied up with uh, Whitley Secondary School. Mm. Uh, our youth teams train on the school grounds. As part of that, uh, we also get to coach the school team. Okay. Yeah, that that was why I was coaching Whitley Secondary School. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I think it's perfect because um, to to have a training ground, uh, it's very very important. You know where you can consistently train your team well. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 was how I got into the school scene. Um, Raffles Junior College uh, came calling um, because when I was the COE under-16 coach, we played friendly games against Raffles Junior College and the teacher in charge left. Okay. So the next teacher in charge took over and he knows nothing about football. So he asked the previous teacher to say, hey, you know, who, who should I uh, go go and get to help, help me with coaching the team? Mm-hmm. And that's when they approached me. 
and uh, I, I seek the permission of Home United and that's it. Okay. And uh, yeah. And it was an amazing experience coaching Raffles Junior College. Mm -hmm. I would say it is the best coaching experience I ever had. What made it the best coaching experience? Uh, because these boys, some of them, they don't know football. Mm -hmm. They were just playing for fun. Mm -hmm. They were table tennis players, swimmers, badminton players. Mm -hmm. And they came into JC choosing football. Because in RI, there's no football, no football CCA. Yep. Yeah. So they did all the other sports. And in JC, they come into football. Mm -hmm. And the progress that they make, the effort that they put in is amazing. Yeah. Um, I should always share this story with everybody that I spoke to. Um, after my first training, because during the first training session, I did warm-up, uh, speed, agility work. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the real football drills and then the two sides and everything. So the next training session, as I, as I walked up the stadium ste the steps, the captain jogged over and said, Coach, uh, warm-up done. The speed agility drill that we did in the, you did with us in the first session, all done. We are ready for training. On the second training session? On the second training session. I'm like, what's going on? This is this is amazing. I've never <laughs> I've never never gone into a team where you know they are so proactive. Yeah. And and I spoke to the teacher and the teacher is like, yeah, this these are the kind of kind of players that you're gonna have. Mm. I'm like, wow, you know. So throughout my time there, I could see the progress, um, the effort that they put in these boys. You know, day in day out, they're there. Training is at three, two two p.m. They're on the field already, and we end at four thirty five. They continue. Mm. Yeah. Um, one fine day is an interest, interesting story. Um, I, I take pub, public transport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I drive. So I took the MRT and I was going to school for, for training and I met one of the players and I sat down and he had a piece of paper or a small booklet and a pen and he was writing down. I'm like, what's that? You know, say, oh coach, um, this, this are the, the thing that you taught me and I've written it down on my, on my book. So I took the book and I said, oh, amazing, you know, whatever I've taught him, he's written it down on the book and going through. I'm like, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So Is he one of your better players? Oh, uh, no. He was, a, he was a table tennis player. Oh. Who, who became one of, one of my best players at left fullback. Yeah. Mm. So that team, um, we, I brought them to the National A Division Finals, played at Jalan Besar Stadium, full house. Mm -hmm. Uh, we lost 3-2 to Victoria Ju Junior College. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which uh, year was this? Uh, 2012. 2012, okay. 2012, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could still remember. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. My my left fullback, because I, I, I needed to pass instructions to my right fullback, okay. who was on the far side. Mm -hmm. And I shouted at my left fullback because I wanted him to pass the information. And probably it was like three meters away from me. He can't hear me. I was shouting at him, he can't hear because the crowd, you know, the schools were making so much, so much noise. Yeah. yeah it was amazing. Yeah. It was an amazing experience. Clearly, uh, youth football brings a lot of joy to you and, and I can see that. Uh, but let's now move in towards uh, pro management because uh, you did get a chance to, to coach the Home United senior football team. Uh, how were you told that you were going to manage that team? Uh, what events you know transpired uh, that led you to take up the, the coaching role there yeah so as I progressed through the ranks I was uh, in 2014 2013 I, I took on the Prime League team of Home United mm -hmm. and in 2014 I had a very successful year we went the, we went through the whole year uh, without any defeats well okay uh, that's that's not down to down to my my uh, what do you call quality work? I would mm -hmm. say that's down to everybody's hard work. Yeah, on Sunday mornings we came back to train. Mm. Yeah, okay. we were the only team. I dare say on Sunday mornings still training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at the end of uh, 2014, uh, management said, "Hey Philip, uh, we need to talk to you." So yeah, so we went to a Prata store and had a chat with my chairman and my uh, vice chairman. So I thought they were going to talk to me about the following year of the Prime League, right? So I was already planning for the following year in 2015, the, the Prime League set up because some players had, had already progressed, you know, uh, the new players coming in. Uh, but they said, uh, Philip, you're going you're, you're gonna to take the first team role next year. I'm like, 
what's going on, you know? Mm. Because we had that Korean coach who, yeah, yeah. who after his holidays came back to Singapore already. Mm-hmm. And I said, but there's coach, you already had a coach there. And I said, you know, why why me? And then they're like, uh, no, um, things don't work out. Um, he's going, he's going back. And uh, we think that you're the next best person. And they said, uh, okay, think it over. Let us know tomorrow. Yeah. And then it came as a shock, you know. Um, Sorry, just to interrupt you. Uh, were you someone who was planning on uh, taking up a head coach role in the, in the S-League or, or the Singapore Premier League? Or you were satisfied and you were planning to stay in the youth uh, development scene? At that point of time, I, I, I was happy doing what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. I was enjoying the processes of, of seeing young players develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't thinking of, of that first team head coach role, anything at all at that time. Uh, of course, you know, as, as a, as a coach, you want to progress through the ranks and yep. rise to the highest. Yep. Yeah. So, but that, that came as a big surprise. Yeah. So I went back home, had a chat with the family and, yeah, so decided that uh, actually management didn't give me much of a choice. Like they say, go back and think, but <laughs> yeah, just just do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, do it. Yeah. Um, I felt it was a good opportunity opportunity for me to bring my young players through to the mm-hmm. highest level. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my yeah, two years. So so you, you your first season was the 2015 season, yep. correct? Uh, and I still remember uh, you brought through the likes of Ara, Aravin. Yep. Uh, Sharin. Yes. Sharin was also part of the backline, right? Yep. And uh, it's easy to say that um, you want to blood uh, young players, but not every coach does it in the Singapore Premier League. Of course, with the under 23 rule over the last few seasons, we, we see that. But uh, at that time, there was no under 23 rule when you took over in 2015, correct? No, not yet. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, how, how do you do it? In a sense where you know you've got results that you've got to take care of because this is the professional league after all. Uh, but what led you to playing these young boys? Was it a case of the squad just not being good enough so you don't mind using these younger players? Or, or what was the rationale behind that at the point of time? So I think my background um, is because I, w- I was a youth coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I do many years, I spend many years in youth development mm-hmm. and I, I can see potential in, in players. And the thing was, I was at Home United and Home United won all the youth titles. We were, we were known as the best youth setup in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A club that spends money on youth and makes sure that everything is done properly. And for me, there is no reason why uh, your, your youth products don't rise through the ranks and, and feature for you in the first team. And that is something which I, I told the management about. I said, you know... Why, why are we developing, spending so much effort, so much money on developing them when at the end of the day, they always exit the club and find somewhere else to play? Why, why I say this, remember Alif Shafin, Mustakin, Manzo. So, so they were all part of Home United Youth Products, mm-hmm. but they didn't make it in the first team at Home United. Mm-hmm. They needed to exit the club, play for another club in the Prime League, make their, climb their way through before coming back to represent Home United when they are like 28, 29, mm-hmm. 30. Yeah. So why don't we flow it through, you know? Like, I think like Barcelona, or of course not. Now let's not talk about Barcelona because they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So so if you got a young player from the age of seven, you know, he rides through the ranks, he spent many, many years at the club. That 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 feeling, that the the affinity that he has for the club mm-hmm. is, is tremendous. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I had confidence um, to to blood the young players, and you know if you got se- good senior pros around, that's the best time to to blood the young ones. Yep. Yeah. Would you say you learned a lot from that stint uh, with Home United, your first professional club? Uh yes. Um, what what did you learn? Do you think you are sandwiched between managing the management, mm-hmm. the higher management? Mm-hmm as well as managing your, your staff and players. Yeah. And that, that, is, that is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think the fact that uh, you came after uh, Lee Lim Singh, uh, did it help or hinder you? Because uh, we've heard from so many players, right? 
yeah, there are some who say good things about Coach Lee Lim Singh, but most of them talk about the the fitness regime and how uh, it wasn't fun, training wasn't fun. Or do you feel like uh, because you came in, it was totally different from what they were experiencing before that? So I would say his his uh, methods and my methods are, are far different. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course, we we belong to the a different era. He mm-hmm. was much more senior to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So with regards to that, you know, the the higher management will will always talk to me about, oh, you should do this because the previous coach did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not that's not what I agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I always think that. If I was to were to take on a role, let me do what I feel is right. Mm. Yeah. If I succeed, good for me. If I fail, it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll leave. I get sacked, no problem. But I, I I firmly believe that if you appoint someone, give give that person the 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 freedom to do what he like. Yeah. And if he fails, sack him, no problem. Mm-hmm. But don't control the person and and put in your ideas and want him to to do what you think is right. Because if it fails, you still sack him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. I I'm I, I don't agree with following what people think is right for me because I, I feel that I, I want to do it my way. If I fail, I fail. I learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are these methods that they try to make you carry out? Yeah, so so if you talk about fitness, mm. um they do they do runs without the ball. You know, they do running, just pure hard running. For me, I believe, and and this this has been proven. Yeah, uh, attending FIFA courses, they talk about football fitness. Mm. Yeah, so I still remember back then when I was a young player. Coach come, uh, okay, run ten rounds. But in in modern modern coaching training now, you you don't see that anymore. Yeah, you you try you make the players fit by playing the game. Yeah, uh, you use football fitness, not isolated running. Yeah, to to make mm. them fit. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, uh, and and forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm just trying to uh, recollect the memory from that time. I believe the foreign players was Ken Ken Ilso was there. Ken Ilso, Kamir Ramdani. Kamir Ramdani, yes. Srina Kamara. Kamara was there, yes. Uh, Song was one of the. Yep, I brought Song back in mm-hmm. because he was injured and he was back in Korea. Oh okay. Uh, so there was a possibility that he may not come back. Okay. Yeah. So, but I had a chat with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Song played for me in the Prime League, mm. yeah. So so we had we had a good relationship. Uh, I know his abilities, and we had a chat. And I said, you know what, Song? Yeah, I'll, I'll bring you back in as as an S League player. Mm-hmm. And he came back. Yeah, and we had a young French player as well, Ambrose Beck, a defender. If uh, no, he's he was a winger. Ambrose Beck. Okay. Yeah, he was a winger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had five foreigners. Okay. Yeah. So moving on from there, I believe. Uh, Home United was fourth uh, when you were relieved of your duties at that time. That was in 2016. 2016, the next season. Yep. Uh, fourth, right, at that time? Yes. So what happened there? Uh, why did you have to leave the club? Uh, no, I didn't leave in 2016. I, I left at the end of 2016. Mm-hmm. You were given I, I, a different role. Yeah, yes. I, was, I was changed to uh, head of youth head development. Of youth development. Yeah. Uh, so this story, again, you know, like I said, um, I I don't like people interfering with my plans. Mm-hmm. And let's put it this way: it was a it was a case of interfering with the plans that I've planned for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was really really unhappy about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure management wasn't happy with me because I didn't listen to instructions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the reason why why I got. I got the relief of the head coach duties mm-hmm. to go down to he- head of uh, youth development. Uh, I remember at that point of time, uh, I was reading the papers and there seemed to be some kind of uh, bad blood between you and your eventual successor, uh, Coach Ideal at that time. Uh, was there any truth to any of these? or Because he was your assistant when you were Home United uh, head coach. Yep. Uh, what is the relationship like with, with him now? Is, is everything okay or what was happening at that point of time? No, there was there wasn't any bad blood at mm-hmm. that time actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we 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 are we are okay. No, not, nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember back then, we had two French. We had a French technical director. Okay. Back then, at home, his United. name was uh, Atlan. Atlan, okay. Yeah, mm. and that that was something that 
that I was I wasn't happy about. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because um I mean I mean you must have read the story in the papers that he wasn't even qualified as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and there he was being a technical director at a club like Home United. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is something that I, I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the time there was no issues at all with Coach Ideal uh at Home United. No, he wasn't. He he was he was in the youth development. Okay. Yep. Okay. So so we we our I mean our work didn't didn't cross paths anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh after Home United, of course, uh you were of course given a new role uh at uh Home United in terms of youth development. But I believe towards the end of the year, uh you got a new coaching appointment at Haugang United. Uh head coach role again, uh Again, how how did this opportunity come about? Was it just a, a call, a phone call? And were you planning to take some time away from head coach duties? And, and was it easy for you to accept the Haugang job? Well, yeah. So I had a call from Haugang and uh, we had a chat. And of course, talking about plans and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was, I can still remember this. My first thing that I put to them was, um, please do not interfere. Mm-hmm with with what I want to do because mm-hmm. if it if you guys want to do it then please please don't take me you know please find someone else yeah I said the reason why I was relieved of duties was because of of people interfering with my plans and I'm not happy about it yep. yeah so so yeah so then things negotiations went well and yeah so I took it on yeah. at, at this point were you like firmly Firm, do you firmly see yourself as oh, I'm I'm a head coach now. I'm not going back down to the youth level. I'm just going no, no. Do you, I mean the thing is when I was at Home United as a head coach, I was still running the Home United Kids Academy. Mm. Yeah, every Sunday morning I was still down down at Haifa and running running the academy, um, talking to parents, ensuring that everything is done properly. Yeah, I I I mean for me. Yeah, having having done from youth all the way up to senior level, I think I get the most satisfaction doing youths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when your first uh, during your first training um, or your first stint as um, a senior head coach, w- did you have to deal with strong personalities or did did you have to bridge the gap like learn on the job in, uh, as compared to like as a as a youth coach? The, the the kids are going to just listen to you, right? That's right. So so when you manage the first team, you're gonna get personalities there. You're gonna get senior mm. players there, and they will test you. Yeah. And the thing is, for me, uh, I always say it doesn't matter if you're a senior player, you still have to learn. Mm. There are many mm. things that you learn when you're 60 years old. You still learn things. So if 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 the senior players have an attitude that oh you know I'm a senior player, I've I've played many years. Uh, you don't have to teach me anything. I think that's a wrong mentality of a senior player. Mm. Yeah, you're not you're not a true professional then. Mm. And that that for me in Singapore, um, I mean, I've traveled out there and I've seen seen things. We 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 need to be better in terms of being a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is something that I hope, you know. And in all the teams that I've managed, I've been trying to instill this. You know, the methods that we put in, the things that we do, mm-hmm. yeah, to make it more professional. It sounds like you have had some experiences at, at that, um, something like that. Can you tell us, like give us an example of what happened? So so for me, I I, I see myself as, as someone who who wants to educate, you know, I, I want things to be done properly. Um, so I had a German fitness coach with me and many things we put Was in. Was this Dirk? Yes, Dirk. Mm. Yeah, uh, back in Germany now. Mm. Uh, he was former of uh, Dusseldorf. Yeah. Yep. Fortuna Dusseldorf. Mm. So he brought his uh, professional experience, and I agreed on the things that he wanted to do because I've I know that's the professional way to do things. So of course, you know, if if you are players who who are very used to having it easy, come mm. training, uh, times up to train, just go out there and train. After training, finish, go home. Now suddenly you have to report an hour earlier, thirty mm. minutes before training. You you need to come out, do your foam rolls, do your stretching, do your injury prevention. For sure, you know some senior players are unhappy because now suddenly my life has changed. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've been taken out of my comfort zone. 
And nobody likes to be taken out of comfort zone. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've problems sometimes, yeah, mm-hmm. with 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 senior players in terms of that. The young ones, it's okay because mm. they are young, they are raw, they will follow. Yep. Yeah. Would you say that that contributed to the, the, the poor results or the poor start to the season uh, with Haugang United? Looking back now, would you not have introduced like something like that so quickly to 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 players like that? Because uh, you had a squad that was... They had quite a number of senior players, senior pros at the time. Uh, do you have any regrets? How would you have changed things if you could go back? So you're talking about 2018, right? Yeah. They are in 2018, um, at the end of 2017, uh, there was a decision to to be made. Um, whether we spend money mm-hmm. and bring in quality players and challenge for the title or save the money, promote our young players. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, I had 12 under 23 mm. players. And I, I, because we decided that, okay, let's not, let's not spend so much money. Mm-hmm. Let's promote the youth up and, and give them the chance. And we had Jordan Vestering, Justin Hui, Shuki Basri, Gerald Ting, mm. uh, many more, Ame Zalani, many, many more uh, young players. They were given a break. Yeah. And I think this is something that people don't understand. If you have young players, you need to give them time. Yeah. So this 2018 season was the, the under 20 rule was in effect already or? Yes, I think it was already effect. It was in effect, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. And yeah, like com- coming back, I said, you know, people who manage the club needs to understand that if you have a young team, you need to give the coach time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are forever changing and not allowing it to, it's, it's just like if you want to, if you want to have an apple, you need to plant the seed, you need to fertilize, you need to water, yep. you need this, you need that. It, there's no guarantee that the apple will be a good apple, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you plant the seed and the seedling comes out and then or you say, oh, the apple is not out, I chop it away and I plant the next seed, you will never get success. Yeah. So success needs, needs to be, needs time, needs to be built on and processes must be put in place. And you need to give time for the processes to, to, to sink in with the players. Mm-hmm. If four or five players are, are, are not in accordance to it, at the end of the year, change them. Take them out. Bring in players that will, will be in accordance to the processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I remember at the time, the, the 2018 uh, Hagang squad, uh, you don't have to comment on it, mm-hmm. but I, I would say that squad had some of uh, the worst foreigners uh, I've seen play in, in the Singapore Premier League. Uh, you don't have to comment, like I said. Uh, moving on to, before I move on to Young Lions, I just want to ask this question. Will we ever see you back uh, coaching at a professional level in terms of uh, a local club? Young Lions, I know, is a, is a more of a youth development. Uh, do you still want to coach at the top level in the Singapore Premier League or perhaps overseas? Uh, so, I mean, the thing is, if I go to get a, a chance again at the top level, mm-hmm. um, I I want to have money to spend on good players, mm-hmm. yeah, and go for glory. Mm-hmm. Because for the two stints at Home United and Haugang United, I've got people tell me, "Oh, it's okay, yeah, we'll we'll focus on youth development," and as results don't come, they they flipped, yeah, yeah. because I think they don't understand what is youth development. Mm. Yeah. You need time for youth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think in the SPL, a coach needs to have three years. Mm-hmm. And at the third year, uh, with, he should be gunning for glory mm-hmm. with good budget. Um, yeah. Three years to, to, to go for glory. Um, saying that, I'm happy where I am. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I, c- I can continue to coach youths. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think I gained the most satisfaction coaching youths because I still think Trophies, wins, losses, draws will just be statistics. But coaching a youth player, putting them on the right track, they grow up with the correct values and character. You know, they become leaders. That stays with them forever. Mm-hmm. When they are 50 years old, they will still remember you, you know, as, as the coach that has put them where they are, that has taught them to be a proper person, to, 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 to treat people well and things like this. For me, that is the that is the biggest satisfaction that that you can give and you can get from from youth development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Moving on now to your current role uh, with the Young Lions. 
uh, it's been a fantastic season, I would say, in my eyes, simply because we have seen the growth uh, from the first game right up to the last games of the season. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember, I think early on in the season, I came down to training, we had a chat. Um, at that time, I think there were no points yet for Young Lions, I believe. Uh, and then you said that, uh, look, Deepan, I don't think uh, results are important at this moment. I just want to focus on the process and the performances. Uh, and at that time, I, I did uh, write on social media as well. I said, like, you know, this is the kind of coach we should have at the youth level uh, who focuses on performances. Uh, and true to words, since then, the, the, the improvement or the development has been massive. And I think credit to you and the coaching staff uh, for that. But how difficult is it to stay on the process or in the process when results aren't going that way? And, and we've seen uh, young lands have gone down 6 or 7 nil to Tampines. It's, it's easy for a coach to say, you know what, let's get back to basics. Uh, let's stop passing out from the back. Let's, you know, play five at the back, defend. How do you keep on it? How do you tell the players? How do you get the players to buy into the process? So first of all, um, when I was appointed as the Young Lions coach, I knew, I knew what my role was. It was about development. Mm -hmm. The purpose of this Young Lions team is about developing the players. It's not going out there to gun for results, to go for titles. Mm -hmm. So we must be very, very clear. Uh, the other thing is the players. 80% of them are national servicemen. 20% of them are students. Mm -hmm. they are, we've got a player like Raul who's 16 years old. Yeah. Very, very young. We've got another two who's 17 years old. So they, they are there to be developed. They are there to be taught to how, how to play the game, you know. So I was very, very clear on my role. And of course, um, our technical director was also very clear and he supported, you know, uh, me throughout all this well. Mm -hmm. And of course, the management as well. Jensek, uh, Yazin as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I knew what I was doing. And my first, my first team talk with the, with the team was, I am here to improve each and every one of you. Not here to win games. Yeah. That was the message I sent across to the players. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from day one, I was, I was out doing to develop the players. Uh, I had a plan on how to do it. The plan was that we needed, you know, we had a national playing philosophy, yeah. which is proactive, position-based, high-tempo style of football. And I explained it through a presentation to the boys, um, showed with videos, top-level videos, and things like this. And it was constant, yeah. So yes, of course, it was tough at the beginning um, because it required me to teach a lot. Yeah. Right from the, I started with the goalkeeper to the centre-backs, mm -hmm. to the full-backs, mm -hmm. to the defensive midfield. And it's like building a, a it's like building Lego, step by step, build the foundation slowly, slowly. And yeah, so I knew where I was going. Of course, maybe, maybe people don't know. Mm -hmm. They were just looking at results. Yeah. Hey, you know, do you know what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but but I was very confident that if we put this process in place and give time, it, it will happen. Mm -hmm. And true enough, you know, as as we go along, um, yeah, it was slowly but surely things were coming, and we started to get more possession of the ball. Mm. But then, if you look at the stats, oh, we are lacking in the final third. Uh, we're not creating as many chances. We're yeah. not scoring goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we were having possession of the ball. We were able to play out from the back. And yeah, over time, that improved. Because I always tell my players, if I don't teach you something, I don't expect it from you. If I teach you something and we trained on, then I'll expect it from you. Yeah. So I've never, I've never gotten angry, scolded my players for making mistakes or playing out from the back. Uh, loose ball, opponent score goals. Mm -hmm. No, I've, I've never gone at them for that. Instead, I've used that moment to teach them. Use that as a moment to, to make them learn. Yeah. So many, many coaches, they are not brave enough. Mm -hmm. If they are not brave enough, the next moment, no, no, let's not play out from the back. Let's hit the ball further and lose the ball there. Mm. Yeah. So as a coach, I needed to be brave because if I'm brave, my players will be brave. Yeah. So so that was how that was how through constant uh, processes of of presentations, you know, um coaching on a few, 
the video analysis, the one-to-one talks, sending the videos to the player themselves, asking them for what do you think. Yeah, so I, I wasn't a directive coach. I was more of a question and answer coach. Mm-hmm. I wanted answers from them before, you know, I guide them to the correct answers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When the statement came out that um, you, uh, you were going to focus more on performances and development instead of results, a lot of people did not agree with that. They said, uh, oh, you are a professional club. You want, you want to see the results. You have to show us results. What do you say to, this, to these people? Yeah, just to uh, add on to Kabri's question, right? I think uh, when I wrote that article on ST, uh, a, a coach in the local football scene uh, came up to me and said like, oh, I, I think that's, that's not right. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, football is about results. How can you tell a, a player who is developing that, oh, uh, results are not important, just focus on performance, then the player will develop a wrong mentality. This is what a local football coach told me. Uh, what would you have to say to in response to that? So f- first of all, I think there's no, not a single moment which we say that you don't try to win games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But performance is very, very important. Yeah. If we all perform well, the results will come. Yeah. It's no point go out there and garner the three points. But you, after the game, you know that you played a shit game of football. Mm-hmm. Which you know that uh, we got lucky. Mm. Yeah. I rather, because this, again, come back to the objective of Young Lions. It's mm. about development. It's making the players learn the game and develop to be our future national players. Yeah. So that, I'm very clear. And I think people must be very clear as well. We've got a bunch of students and national servicemen who needed to continue to serve the nation and study while playing football. They are not professional players. Mm-hmm. If they are full-time professional players, Fine, they are professional team playing in a professional league. Okay, go for results because that that is what you're paid to do. Yeah. But these boys are not. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, people have got to understand what's the objective of the of this team. And yeah, if you put in good performances, results will come. I, I think naturally, uh what is the problem I see is that uh people don't quite understand the context of young lions footballers. And you talk about uh, NS and uh, national uh, national service and education, uh, which I agree with because uh, I've been to a few training sessions that you've conducted and sometimes I see like Danish Irfan coming up, coming in his uh, NS uniform, uh, coming in quickly changing into his boots and uh, shirt and then going out to train. Uh, I've seen Ilhan uh, rushing into training. So I think people don't don't quite know that this is what is happening. They think that uh, oh, uh, Philip gets all 25 players every training session. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that there are some training sessions where you barely get players because just so happens that they've got like school exams or uh, players couldn't be released because of NS and all. And it makes it hard for a coach uh, to train them the way he wants to, to train. So at the start of the year, I expected that this kind of scenarios will happen. Yeah. So I actually planned not to have such scenarios. Mm. Um, I've got the young players coming into training, the students. I've got a few sports school boys okay. who were part of my national under 15 mm-hmm. and they are now part of the national under 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we we got them in to to train together with us because I felt if they're going to train at the same level, then they're not going to develop because it's too easy for them. Yeah. Bring them up to a more challenging environment, they will progress. At the same time, they will also help the team to have enough numbers in training. So I've got a big squad, um, 35 players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thankfully this year, not a single training. We've gone below um, 22 players. Okay. Yeah. But you are right because sometimes uh, the national servicemen can't come. Mm. Uh, they got out few for two weeks. Mm. They can't come. Mm. Yeah. They, they need that to continue to serve the nation. And I think national service is very, very important for Singapore. Mm-hmm. We are a small country. Yeah. And I think national servicemen... We'll, we'll, we'll mature after national service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we become men. Yeah. Yeah, after that one and a half years or two years. Yep. Yeah. So, and I also have students who, yes, you're right. Like now, end levels are kind of, uh, around the corner. So we needed to give time for Raul to catch him on studies. Mm-hmm. And so these are the things. So planning is very, very important. And it's not easy. Not easy managing young lions. If you don't plan properly, um, you'll face troubles. Unlike if you're in a professional club, the players are there day in, day out, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy for you to plan. Uh, at Young Lions, 
you can you can plan and I sometimes spend two to three hours just to plan training. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because you you need to plan it in such a way that it caters to the the correct group of players who's in training. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. No point if the three strikers are not in and on that day you plan something for the strikers. Yeah. Correct. So sometimes what happens is at 5.30, team manager will send me a text and said, uh, this player can't come out of camp. He's stuck. He's, he doesn't get his released. Yeah. And last minute, you need to tweak and change. Yeah. So of course, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my group of staff, of coaches, um, yeah, we work very hard and we, we manage things, you know, like this kind of last minute decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we are coping well with all this um, unplanned circumstances. You talk about development um, in terms of players and as a team as well in terms of performances. Uh, could you highlight a few players? I know it's not easy as a coach to to highlight individual players, but uh, who are some of the players that have uh, you know made you happy in terms of development? Like who who when you first took charge, you know you felt like okay could take up another level and they have uh, gone along in that way. Uh, actually, if you asked me. A lot of players have mm-hmm. have developed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe just to name a few. I mean, me, being the youngest, Raul Suhaimi. Raul Suhaimi. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I first brought him in, just just to train, uh, many people were skeptical. Oh, why are you giving such a young player a chance? But because he spent two years with me in the national under 15s and you know, in in one year we had five tournaments. We gone out there to play Vietnam, uh, Philippines, Thailand. Malaysia and then back in Singapore we played against North Korea, North Korea. Mm. and that North Korea game was a big eye opener for my my these young players mm-hmm. and up to today I asked them I said is the SPL tougher playing the SPL tougher for you or that North Korea game they said yeah coach that North Korea game was so tough <laughs> yeah and you could see the quality of the North Koreans isn't yeah. it yeah so but yeah he has progressed well you know and he is he is now able to to hold himself in the league. Yeah, we yeah. saw that uh, even against Noalapsha <laughs> in the yeah. game against uh, Tanjung Paga. Not afraid. That's the quality that we want to see young players. Right? Not afraid to go up against some of these older pros. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like you mentioned, I think Su- uh, Raul Suami, when he first came into, uh, when he first made his debut, seemed to be unsure, seemed to be nervous. Uh, we have seen the development as well uh, from him. Uh, what about midfielders? I mean, We've seen Joel, you know, have quite a good season. Uh, when he first when you first took charge of the Young Lions, were you already aware of his abilities? Did you feel like uh, you could still bring him up a notch in terms of his development? Yeah, so he was playing for Tampines, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he came into Young Lions and yeah, so what, what we needed to do with him was, he's a technically very good player. Yes. Um, fitness levels though, mm-hmm. not, not, not at the highest. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, we needed to improve his... Is uh, his ability to to run forward to get into sc- goal scoring positions, yeah, um, that will make him a better player, you know, and that that is something that we have worked on and we have demanded from him, and he has shown that he's able to, um, he's managed to complete full games now, yeah, and he's got into goal scoring positions, mm-hmm. but of course hasn't managed to take away to to finish off those chances. That's the next step. The next step for Joel would be, yeah. To finish off the chances, mm. and that is that's the next step, as as a young lions uh, group of coaches to help him now uh, achieve that. Yeah. Even you mentioned Rahul Swami, and I think that is actually testament to what um, the whole team is like right now. They a bit a bit garang lah, if I would say. Is that something that you developed, or is that something that they already had that in them and you just brought out? So I come back to the point right where if the coach is brave the players get the opportunity to be brave. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I've not once I've demanded them to go out there and win. I've always demanded them go out there, put in a good performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think because of this, and I've always adopted a growth mindset where we go out there and we try to be better. Yeah. Get better and better and better. End of the year, we are better than the start of the season. And I think this doesn't add added pressure on the players. Go out there, perform as, as we can, and don't chase, don't go after the three points, don't go after the victory. Yeah. And I think that that has rubbed on onto them. 
And yeah, I mean, we've we've got good characters in the team as well. Mm. Yeah, Jacob Muller. Yeah, yeah, who's who's really good. Is is a really good captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, good leadership skills. We've got the Stewart brothers. Yeah, who are just as driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so putting everybody together, they take care of the young ones like Raul, like Kyrene, like Ame. Yeah, and I think being young, you've got no fear, especially if the coach gives you tells you, hey, don't don't worry about results. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and perform. Yeah. Final question before we move into the rapid fire round is, uh, are you confident sitting here at the moment um, seeing that these players that you have had this year with the Young Lens will go on to be national team players or not just national team players but regular national team players? They certainly do have the talent and potential. Mm-hmm. However, um, the character, the attitude, the values is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And this season, there were a few occasions where I had a go at the whole team mm-hmm. because they were not um, able to keep up on this, on the values and character and lead and, and such things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's difficult to say because environment is very important. Yes. Um, coach is very important. Um the, the person in charge needs to build a positive environment where these players can thrive. Um, so it's difficult to say, but if you ask me whether they have the talent and ability, I say yes. But yeah, as individuals, they need to have the correct attitude and they need to be able to take hardship mm-hmm. to reach the top and be a regular player like Haris Harun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Were, you, were you referring to those uh, those moments where they, your, your players actually so-called ran riot after the after after the game like they showed their emotions and all was was that what you were referring to or were you were referring to something else yeah so 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 things uh, it, it could be things like this mm. you know it it could be things like simple things like punctuality simple things like keeping the changing room clean mm. simple things of not shouting at each other when someone makes a mistake mm. And this is something that I, I tried to change when I first stepped into Young Lions. I, I wanted a positive environment where people could grow and where people could, could make mistakes. Yeah. And I, I felt, I think I have um, not fully succeeded, but I've managed to change some, some stuff of it. And uh, yeah, don't, so, so, so these are the things. Okay. Moving on now to the rapid fire round. Uh, five questions that we require immediate answer to. I'll start off with the first one. What is one regret you have had in your career? As a coach or as a footballer? Uh, up to you. Uh, as a footballer, stopping too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I felt I could have gone all the way. Yeah. Mm. And represented Singapore. Okay. Had I stayed the course because of my passion for football, of my abilities and and how driven I was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But due to circumstances and uh, I needed to to change course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who is the best player that you have coached? This could be from Home United, Haogang, Young Lions. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Ken Yuso. Ken Yuso. Okay. It's a privilege to have coached Ken Yuso. Mm-hmm. He is such a good player. A player who has played at the highest levels in the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. The conversation that I have with him is 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 amazing as well. Um, just just to share this with everyone, when he first came after the first month, we had a chat and I said, "Hey, Ken, how are things?" He said, uh, "Yeah, good, you know, but uh, my teammates are killing me." I said, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Mm. Teammates killing you. I said, yeah. They, the defender's on my right and they pass the ball to my right foot. Opening the chance for the defender to, to come for mm. the ball and as well mm. as kick me. They should play to my left foot where there's no chance the defender can, can get the ball. So those are the details that he, he, he looks at and he talks about. And I'm like, okay. You know, this, this is how how detailed you are and this is why you are at, a, at the highest level. Yeah. So I had, I needed to explain to him. I said, uh, Ken, take it easy. In, in Singapore, majority of us, if the ball reaches my teammate, 
it's a good pass. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not many coaches are so detailed to say, pass to the right foot, pass to the left foot. Yeah. So, and this is something that we need. We need our young coaches at the youth levels to be detailed about. Teach the young players to say, okay, yeah, uh, depends on, on Kabe's right. Don't pass to Kabe's right foot mm -hmm. because it's going to get him in trouble. Play it to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Third question. What is your dream job? Definitely in football. Yep. Very, very happy where I am. Um, I like to do things for a bigger cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to be able to, to influence uh, people to do better. And that's why I really, really enjoy youth coaching. Because, yeah, I can, I can, if their life is, is already good, I can make it better. I hope I've done that. Uh, if their life is not so good, I can help to make it better. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that I can help the, the young coaches now to become better coaches because better coaches equals better players. Yeah. All right. Fourth question. One player who can go on to be a coach. Current player. Current player. Anyone that you've seen uh, or coach that you've seen, mm, this guy can understand the, the, the basic needs of, of what to, it takes to be a coach or he can see the tactical side of things. Mm, I think one of them, Zufami Arifin. Zufami Arifin, okay. Yeah. Mm. So he was my youth player from, from 16 years old. Mm -hmm. He's progressed through the ranks. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's, he's got good mannerisms and I think he'll be good for the youths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Proper. Um, even as a senior player, he guides the young players well. Well, we were in Haugang. Okay. Um, he guided Amezana Zalani. He looked after the young ones. Yeah. And in terms of uh, football knowledge, um, yeah, so my conversations with him are, are productive ones, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think, yes, he could be one of them. Okay. Uh, my final question is, of course, what is your wish for Singapore football? That all of us um, come together. Let's have, let's be positive. Yeah. I have come across many negativity. Mm -hmm. Um and when things don't go our way or people's way, let's not be too fast to be negative about it. Um, try try to look things on the positive side. Um, try to understand things better. Don't jump to conclusions. You know, you never you you never know what what is the real story until you really find out the real story. Mm -hmm. So come together, um, help each other, make Singapore football better, because this game is the number one sport in Singapore as well as the world. It is one, the only spot that can unite the world and can unite Singapore. And uh, so please, you know, um, be positive, help each other and let's make Singapore football better. Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Coach, for coming on the thank show. Thank you, guys. Uh, for sharing your insights and also I think it was important to talk about the Young Lions and, and yep. the development that they have taken uh, this year. Uh, credit to you and the coaching staff as well. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.